0: Hi, this is Madeline, a.k.a. Groisha, founder of Growing With the Seasons. Our new voice, Season 1, is the foundation of the intergenerational conversation. It's been in my heart to do. We need more mirrors and voices to inspire our choices. For in the reflection of each other, we all grow wiser. I know I have. To learn more or get involved in this and other co-creations and conversations, check out the website. GWTSfamily.com. We offer many ways to help you groom your authentic expression. Here we grow. Hello, welcome to Our New Voice. Oh boy, today's so fun for me. You know, sometimes you find people along the way that when you start talking, you're like, oh, we got a lot. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking for a minute. And we have been. We've been talking for a long time. and. I've been mentored and mirrored and encouraged and loved by this sweetheart. And I'm so excited to hear her responses because there's not a time I talk to her. They don't feel like I get smarter in my heart. So welcome, Miss Melda.
1: Wow, what an intro. Thank you so much. This is such a joy to be here with you today. You know how it is. When we connect, it's all heart.
0: Yeah, it's a good, it's a good place. And we really let ourselves say what we think. And we're, you know, we've have suggested we can't be like old witches and there's a lot of clarity <laughs> in us. And we don't always share it in certain places, but when we get together, boy, we're like, and you know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the magical spell. I
1: love it. I think it, so. is, it is <laughs> let for the sure. incantations begin.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. Let blessed be. Let let the, let the energies work through us in a good way that we bring more light to this conversation, right? That's it. That's it. All right. So then. I would say the first question and you're going to just go where you go. And that's how we let the conversation persist because I am such a conversationalist. I can go off topic very easily. These questions are very helpful to the character that's me. So the first question is how were you informed about gender? How did you kind of like shape concept and stuff around that as a young girl or as a person, like how did that come into play in your life? How did you,
1: Well, I was born in the Dominican Republic and I was raised in a family of matriarchs, right? I came to the United States and I was four years old, learned English, you know, English is not my first language. I had to kind of rethink the world, but I was held, right? My mother was in medical school Mm -hmm. and and in fact, her water broke during one of her medical finals,
0: right? So
1: So there she is trying to through this huge milestone in her life and all she ever wanted to be was a doctor I and mean, you know she used to mm-hmm. put pins in her in her little dolls <laughs> and cure them and, and all that and so my grandmother who I call the general you know so she's the uber matriarch said well why don't you bring his to the United States right? so that I grew mm-hmm. up like basically between these two giant oak trees right that just gave me shade and understanding and they were amazing women. Okay. So grandma had a kindergarten education and brought us all here, raised us while doing piece work in a factory. She used to make mm. purses and get paid basically per piece, per, per push, you know, mm. all, all of whatever the leather was going on, just to come home with like fingertips all bruised in. So I say all this about these powerful women, right? My mom went on to become a general and vascular surgeon, you know, also learning English, doing everything she could in both worlds, right? And here they were coming home from this crazy day of making ends meet and getting us all, you know, out the door for school and such. And yet, it was the men in their lives, they got served first.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So grandma would come home from the factory, cook, you know, we, we lived all together in a small apartment in Washington Heights, and everything she made from scratch was cheaper, It was also delicious, but she made a meal from scratch after working all day. And
0: she now we that. know what that's like, right? Now we like when we think about that now. Back then we're like, Oh yeah, she's making dinner, she's doing this. Now that yeah, you're in it, you're it, like, damn, it. can I imagine doing that right now? You
1: know? Well, and the largest pieces of meat were reserved for the men, and the 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 head of the table where they sat was this for the men. And and so it was very clear from very early on that while they were the drivers mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all hmm the nurturers of the family. They were not as important as the men.
0: Wow.
1: Right? They just weren't. They were not as important as the men. They stood and served. If if one of the, you know, so in my case, I was I was the granddaughter, so it was my uncle's, right? Her children, mm-hmm. grandma's <laughs> children, or her husband. If they needed a napkin, she popped up, got it. Right? Mm-hmm. They needed something to drink, they needed whatever. So she was definitely there as the vehicle by which they received their comfort, Mm -hmm. right? So as early as four and five, the expectation was that I was being prepared for this man called my husband in the future, right? Mm -hmm. Who I didn't know, but I had to be so prepared for. Mm-hmm. So I was on a bench doing the dishes while my uncle had four and five, right, six and seven, mm-hmm. while my uncle, who was eight years older, in his teens, fully able to do the dishes, clean the table, do the stuff, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, more, much more of a help to my grandmother, mm-hmm. was watching baseball, you know, eating oranges in front of the TV, like, like <laughs> right? So it was very clear. Uh, you know and as a kid you run around and do your thing and then very quickly around eight or nine there was this shift where you're not allowed to stay out with your friends and you don't you Mm -hmm. have to sit a particular way and be a particular way so not only was I sort of trained to look for everybody's needs early on, doing the dishes, doing the things, mm-hmm. helpmate to my guy. He is the helpmate to everybody. Mm-hmm. Also then curtailing freedom, right? curtailing activity, had to sit a particular way, mm-hmm. speak a particular way, right? Mm-hmm. And it was also really clear that while men were more important and they had more leisure time, and more freedom; they were dangerous.
0: Wow, it's quite yeah. a breakdown, Ismelda.
1: Yeah, that's well, they were—they were right. You weren't supposed to be out because the men. Mm-hmm. You weren't supposed to sit a particular way because of the men. Because of, mm-hmm. so, so it was interesting. Because here we are, one united family in a small apartment, sharing everything, and yet there was a big distinction in terms mm-hmm. of the sexes. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. the general goal was very clear and articulated as to what was going on. And again, this was not a situation where I was, you know, curtailed in terms of education. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. You're, you have a doctorate, right? Dr. Ismael Melville Bruce sitting yeah.
1: here. No, so it well, wasn't, it wasn't that. It was that education was secondary to home. Mm-hmm. And home meant creating something. With this husband who I would later meet, and I should be ready. Right? Mm-hmm. I should be ready. Right? And I should I be able to also make everybody comfortable. And make everybody comfortable mm-hmm. and be worthy of him, whoever he is. And also, right, there was this expectation of purity.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Because why else wouldn't I be able to go out and art and wear whatever I wanted and do right, like Right.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So there was a lot of that, you know? And then, of course, you know, we're speaking Spanish, so everything. Is gendered? Oh yeah, the O's and the and, A's. The O's and the A's. So the water is male and the sky is male, but the moon is female, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, so everything has a quality of masculinity and femininity, right? So mm-hmm. even in the language, even in the way we think, right? Mm-hmm. And so there, there really wasn't a moment that I don't remember the world being divided into, mm-hmm. right? And what one was allowed to do and what the other wasn't allowed to do was just very clearly articulated very early on.
0: And there wasn't anybody doing anything wrong. It was how it was. Like yeah, you're describing no, no, some they're, Italian they're, families. You're describing like, you know, from listening to people, like some of those times and ways, like there was not any kind of, I don't know, it didn't seem or wasn't getting internalized like oppression. It was like, well, we got further along than we were. Like, now we're doing this. Now we're doing that. You know what I mean? Like, it was just kind of the way it was. It was the way it was. I will say that I did resent it
1: early on. Yeah. I did have a memory of saying, why do I pick up their dirty socks? What's mm-hmm. up? With that? Why is it mm-hmm. my job to notice If they're if they're messy, where's their agency? Where's their responsibility for the Mm home? Why is it my job to iron? And this is sort of a Latino thing, but you know, why was I ironing the dude's boxers? Me? What? (laughs) (laughs) You know? And then the secrecy around being female, right? You know, if you was that time of the month, right? You you had to be very careful to leave Mm -hmm. this one. That out, right? Mm-hmm. As if all these things would offend and would invade their sensibility. Or their right. comfort. Or their comfort, oh, God forbid. Right. <laughs> so so for me, you know, going into high school and later college was real freedom. Mm. Because Americans did not have as rigid a role in terms of how they did gender, Mm -hmm. you know, and I saw that I could, in my American status, become a little bit more free in -hmm. terms of what was expected. I didn't Mm -hmm. have the same restrictions in what was masculine or feminine or Mm Ismilda or no. The new
0: version. You were the new version of the general. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and it wasn't easy,
1: right? I mean, because mm-hmm. you had to live both worlds. Mm-hmm. But I'll give you an example. I left the house with one particular look. And by the time I got to high school, I could let my hair down. Yeah. Right. Because the chastity, because of the, the expectations of what was OK and what wasn't OK.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And so I always supported this sort of feminine lens or feminist lens. That said, women are powerful, but also women need to not be restricted by gender role. So even mm-hmm. though it was the way things were in my house, out in the world, things were just a tad different. And I noticed that I could be and live in a range where I could still be empowered, mm-hmm. still be female, and still mm-hmm. have, you know, the mysteries of, of my own development and body Mm -hmm. you know intuition
0: but also a lot more choices and did it become more fair then in your giving and receiving
1: I think it became more fair in my household once I got married Mm -hmm. right and there was a real struggle there too because you know my my family would notice that you know Michael would cook dinner right so my husband would cook dinner you know or I was off you know pursuing my PhD, you know, and he was picking up the kids and they were like, well, what's that about? And I'm like, well, you know what? I, <laughs> I, uh, I also, uh, you know, change light bulbs, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> <trash>, you know, <laughs> like it, mm-hmm. it's about two grownups grown-ups uh, cohabitating mm-hmm. and living together and sharing, you know, a life. So it, it was interesting because we actually had those conversations about who did what. Oh, nice. You know, and and then with my family, I had those conversations about who did what. They didn't like it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. But I remember, I remember my husband looking at my aunt Bertha, who was buttering my uncle's corn, buttering <laughs> <would> his <laughs> corn, and then she'd sprinkle a little salt and just a little bit of pepper. Is that enough, darling? Is that enough? And he he came back from that reunion. And he said, "Please, never ever, never ever serve me like that." like that Mm -hmm. just him felt like she wasn't able to eat she Mm -hmm. wasn't able to eat because she was in that Mm -hmm. quick response service mode and so it it was it was very clear that we were going to do it a little bit different and so Mm -hmm. uh, same thing you know with raising the kids i have a boy and a girl and um and that was the thought the thought was they should be as independent as possible and they should also be as well resourced as possible both Mm -hmm. should both should drive both should be able to do everything. Mm -hmm. And believe me, that's harder than it seems. (laughs) It really is. The whole world is set up, you know, to be pink and blue. And I mean, less so nowadays, right? But Mm -hmm. even still, we noticed in the pandemic that it was women leaving their jobs because they had to take care of the kids. Mm -hmm. It, Mm -hmm. It was women who were unable to continue their course because Mm -hmm. of the pressures of the house when the kids were not in school. And Mm -hmm. even the data will show that the more a woman makes in comparison to her male significant other, Mm -hmm. the more chores she does. Hmm. So she's bringing in the income. She does more chores. Why is that? Because she has to assert her role as loving as nurturing Mm -hmm. as giving Mm -hmm. the capacity that she's expected to 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 provide and it's it's a it's
0: a tough tough. yeah and it's archetypical too there's archetypes in that stuff you know and and those they become like driving forces to our personalities you know because i mean i certainly saw the same things and i still when i'm serving something beautiful that i cook there's a part of me that enjoys bringing it to someone and serving it like there's some satisfaction and almost like bringing your art, like especially like I really enjoy when I really get into cooking to be like, oh, wait till you taste this. You know, I'm so excited. Oh yeah,
1: the whole mindfulness moment, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm oh, what are we doing? You know, and I I think that there's a beautiful thing about that. But I also know that I went from thinking in my 20s and 30s, if we just do it right, we're just all human beings and it just mm -hmm. doesn't work. I'm in my 50s now. And I'll have to tell you, I do believe after being a mother that we're hardwired different. Oh, yeah. I do. Uh, I went from, oh, no, there's no difference. It's all social. It's a social construct to this and that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. This is an incredible thing. I remember I, I chose to breastfeed and with my 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 first baby. And I was at CVS. And Michael called me. About something like picking up this or that. Mm-hmm. And I said, Did the baby just wake up? And he said, Yeah, how did you know? I said, My milk just let
0: down. Mm. Um,
1: so, like, like we were in another part of town. I was mm-hmm. in CVS and I knew Liam was awake. I knew mm-hmm. he was right? Mm-hmm. And and how did how was that? And so And also like my body knew if it was a holiday and produce more milk, it knew if it was a weekend and produce more milk, you Mm -hmm. know, and I was in awe of that. But I also realized that I could hear things and be alert to the baby in a way that my very involved, very loving, very responsive husband Mm -hmm. was not in tune with in the same way. Mm hmm completely different mechanism and you know it's it's hormones it's it's nerves i think it's intuition but it is a very different vibe and so i no longer think (laughs) it's just Mm -hmm. society right and social expectations i think that there's there's a there there somewhere and Mm -hmm. someday we'll discover how it all works right now it's all kinds of theories but right but i i lived it and i have to say that it is that, that bonding
0: that creates independent loving human beings.
1: Yeah. I do believe that.
0: Yeah. There's something about the attunement. Cause I mean, I think sometimes, you know, if, if you are able to grow up in, in a form that you're not really asked to do a lot and you kind of doing your own thing, you can be pretty consumed by your own thoughts in your own world. Like you're not necessarily making cues where there was a training I remember knowing when the people wanted to drink, knowing when somebody wanted stuff like there was almost like extra points you got for like reading the minds of the people and doing it before they told you.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's almost expected. And, and you see it. You see it in little girls. You see them going, did I do good? Did I serve mm-hmm. you? Did I, mm-hmm. did I, did I make the, the imaginary food right? Did I serve mm-hmm. the tea at the tea mm-hmm. party? There is almost a nonverbal expectation for that attunement I will say this whenever I see too much screen time in today's sort of younger people Mm -hmm. I I feel like they are not cued in to their surroundings for a lot of reasons and I do see a depletion in relationships Mm -hmm. because so I've seen that too yeah and so that 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 breaks my heart because you know I feel like you have to pick your head up and look around you. So there's, it's not bad to be attuned. It's mm-hmm. not bad to be looking for cues for people around you. Yeah. I think it's generous.
0: Well, think we want- of nature. I mean, in nature, everything's aware of the other things around it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't mean you don't grow and do what you do, but you're conscious of the other things around you. Exactly. And in fact, the
1: other things around you are informing you of things
0: Yeah, bigger picture stuff and other things happening. Oh, the water's over here or there's some rain coming or there's an animal up there that's dying. And, you know, like whatever this story is, you know, there's communication in the wind and the animals too, you know. So, yeah, I agree. And that's the kind of stuff where I hope that the way that the pink and blue and yin and yang stories kind of defined us. Like I remember one time I was wearing a, a bracelet of yin and yang and you know, you get these little words that pop out of your head and it's like, are you wearing that artifact? And I was like, that artifact, you know? And I was just like (laughs) listening to how like, don't feed that idea. Do you know what I mean? Like don't stay in that limited view that there's a split between all of you. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you know, I stopped wearing it and I thought about it and I'll continue to think about it. But I also just wonder if we were allowed to, or, you know, wanted to, listen from a different kind of place of knowing and be attuned just because of the things that we need to do in working with each other, how it would develop different parts of us. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like, because any situation... And I do think men having sounds like, there are certain cues that they do pick up too. Like there's certain guy things as well, or, you know, however oh, you know yeah, have to say. yeah, absolutely. Like what there's game things game that game I miss, game. right. What yeah, There's things I miss that I look stupid because they're all like, how did you not see that? So there's a definite <laughs> like awareness in that land as well, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, and it's, and it's, it's own sort of miracle, right? So you, you definitely, I mean, you know, I'll look at it and go, wow, that's amazing that you had that spatial sense or that you have that, you know, but, but I also, I also feel like we, while we don't want to get trapped in it, we should celebrate it. Right. Mm -hmm. Celebrate those Mm -hmm. unique gifts that each experience. Oh yeah. That's because, you know, my belief system, I mean, I, I believe in, in uh, many lives, right? So if you believe in reincarnation, you know you get a turn at
0: everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's so, no us than them. That's the bottom line. We can have all the uniqueness we want, just don't split from it. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And be deep in it. Be deep into mm-hmm. your body. Be deep into your experience. Be deep into mm-hmm. your sorrow. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. people want to make things better for themselves immediately. And there is something unbelievably precious about what I call, you know, bittersweet chocolate, right? So it's like that mm-hmm. deep sadness where your heart is breaking to mm-hmm. learning, You're mm-hmm. uh, learning. And so instead of running away from that, you know, mm-hmm. the invitation is to go deep in that and sit with it. Mm-hmm. And like, while that's not comfortable, there's a richness there in that bitterness. There really is, and there's a a baseline of of, of oh, this is what that feels like that then you can bounce off of, or you know, compare to the sweetness of life, with those sweet elements, mm-hmm. right? And so one enhances the other
0: mm-hmm.
1: in a beautiful way. So because mm-hmm. I, I I feel like we run away from from. All of that so often, so here I am, incarnated in this body, having this experience it's unique and it'll never happen again, right,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and so I get to be as Nelda this life. It's so exciting, right, but why am I rushing through it? Mm, right, mm-hmm. right? I just achieve something what's the next thing what's the next thing? what's the next thing? like slow mm-hmm, down come on. Mm-hmm. get in there, you know, and so for for both the those sad moments or those bitter moments i think we also don't sit with the sweet moments with with the beautiful gift moments either mm-hmm. not long enough mm-hmm. and so i would say that in this stage of my life i'm definitely challenging myself to enjoy this karmic dance to to enjoy this experience this body this cup of coffee this fragrance right and, and and really be in my body embodied fully mm-hmm. you know? nice. tougher, tougher than you think to stay in mm-hmm. your vessel mm-hmm. right especially mm-hmm. with so many distractions you know whether it's screen time or or people's drama or you know <laughs> whatever is mm-hmm. going on i i i think the challenge is loving it up you know it's being, mm-hmm. being a sensualist I've become much more. <laughs> I, yeah. I love, I love, love enhancing the five senses. One it's in my always narrative. helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, That's so like that
0: good mindfulness. Yeah. You know, no, I just want to say before we go to the next question, which you kind yeah. of answered some already, but we'll see what else comes. Is the the piece that comes up for me around what you're sharing is how we don't praise or grieve as fully as we do run after things right because mm-hmm. that's where the energy moves you know because there are ways that big move energies gather in us you know grief uh, of people real close to you like that's an impact that's a hit you know what I mean and but that grief like I'll never, I watched this show one time and all the people were standing with this person while they were grieving and they were you know having some grief themselves, but mostly just holding space for this grieving to allow the person to be able to be in their light again on the other side of the grief. So the grief would make them sick. Mm, that's beautiful. And I was like, course, that makes so much sense. Like what a smart thing to do. Right. You know, then you hear about men's circles with Jack Cornfield, where the men are singing together for like long periods of time to like open their hearts again. Because I, I think we're all recognizing that, keeping it down and going is really not a long-term model.
1: It it isn't. It isn't. And then the thing is, we are, we are an animated animal, right? We are Mm -hmm. a moving organism. It needs to sing, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that they've noticed in the research is that singing actually moves the the fluids in the brain, washes Mm you over. Helps with Parkinson's. Helps with all manner of. Oh. So you know the neuroscience is showing that singing can be restorative, healing, moving. We must move. The less we move, the less lymph is moving. The less you know, we don't we don't have a heart pumping our lymph, mm-hmm. right? So like all of these things are so important, and yet, getting back to your first question, so gendered. Why aren't men singing
0: together in groups, right? Like, why
1: -hmm. is that considered
0: not or just singing at home? Like, hey, let's all do, let's just sing. Let's have. I had someone on yesterday, and you know, it smelled like like, Kevin, who was in who was becoming. You know, they're doing it now in 2022. Most of the others were earlier in the year, but he was sharing about growing up in a way in Detroit that everyone was always dancing. Mm -hmm. At home, they were dancing. There was just always dancing, and I'm like, oh golly, like how do we bring that back? I know drums and dancing like why is it weird like wouldn't it be so much fun to like sit with your family and sing four or five songs instead of watching tv are you kidding new year's
1: was merengue time it was salsa time you would be up till three four in the morning doing bachata Mm -hmm. you know but but it's very cultural and you know we don't have that necessarily here in the United Mm -hmm. States so Mm -hmm. everybody sort of you know is too cool for that. Too cool to move. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> just do that. in the next series, we're going to people in their seventies, eighties, and nineties. So, anybody listening to that who has somebody who would be brave enough to share with us, and we want to talk to them about how were you affected, or or what was your life like around music, nature, and mm. media. Like, how did those things shape what your life was about? Yeah. You no, know, because. Yeah. Those are the things that we're not necessarily, you know, as simple about, right? Because the way they knew music, I mean, I, I'm not 70, 80 or 90, so I don't know what they're going to say, but how was music a part of their life? Where did it show up? What kind of relationship did they have with nature? What Were they in it? Were they thinking about it? Were they connected to it? Did they make decisions around it? And how much did media or outside influence, how did you get influence from outside of your little world?
1: Well, you know, okay, so... For example, you know, now I think about the first thing you reach for is your phone.
0: Mm-hmm. That was not the case. Oh, my you God. You know, phone know. was
1: stuck to a wall. It had this little funny cord. You yeah. had to go uh, yeah. around the, the corner to, mm-hmm. to, you know, to get any privacy at all, right? And mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so there was something precious about a phone call.
0: Yeah. Now, not so much, right? Who now, it's knows? almost annoying.
1: It's annoying. Why are you calling me? Can't they It's just
0: like, oh, another me? phone call? Really,
1: uh, you know, and so this, this, this joy of, of, of conversation is, is also kind of dwindling. And, and But the time that we interact with our portable phone, right, is so much more now mm-hmm. than when it was stuck to the wall. Oh, yeah. Right? And the, it consumes us. And also mm-hmm. what I
0: noticed is also... It's taking everything. away some of my creativity.
1: And your agency. Because, like, I, mm-hmm. I, I noticed that when I used to go away on vacation, mm-hmm. I went away on vacation. Mm-hmm. Right? I was away. Mm-hmm. When I got back, I got told what happened, what didn't happen, what people decided, mm-hmm. consequences, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, you're on vacation. What should I do about this? What should I do about that? What should I I'm like, mm-hmm. whoa, where's your agency? Where's your decision? making? Mm, Where, Mm -hmm. where, you know, and so there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of boundaries that have been sort of blurred.
0: Mm -hmm. It it
1: doesn't allow for time for self. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So then let's go to the next question because we definitely did a great one on that. So the Mm -hmm. next part was, what did you learn about yourself, the relationships, which I feel like you kind of answered a lot of, but if there's anything else that you would want to share on that idea that Lifes to school, relationships to the classroom, like what did you learn about yourself maybe through sisterhood, through parenting, oh, no. through working, like what did you learn about yourself through relationships?
1: Well, I, th- I, think, I think it's really important to understand that no relationship is the same, right? And I have to say not all relationships ought to be the same. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's an inner circle. There's another circle of of, of relatedness then there's acquaintances right then there's colleagues and there's community members and not everybody deserves and or has access to absolutely everything and I think you know one of the things I had to learn was who had access
0: to mm-hmm. Me. Mm-hmm.
1: who had the right to take this or that what who should I be pouring into Mm -hmm. and I think I think everybody really learned that during the pandemic (laughs) Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. sort of where their energies were going to go and Mm -hmm. how much bandwidth they really had yeah all of that came I think really clear for for the majority of us but for me you know I remember really thinking okay no there is the inner circle and then there's outer layers and mm-hmm. not everybody gets to have the same, you know, time and or access as everybody else. Yet, I would say that all relationships have value. So mm. even though I do distinguish those layers, I would say we're in this body to learn some things and mm. every single person, even the person that's across from you on the bus or you know, in the other car in traffic, is is gifting you something. Mm-hmm. You know, so I do believe that all relationships, whether they're minor or very deep, have value, are sacred, are there to teach you something, and and sometimes you miss it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to miss it because there's nothing sweeter than when two strangers connect, you know, and they smile. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. a real sweet moment where you recognize you like, oh, I see your divinity. You're an amazing human being. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I might not ever know more about you, but I got you. Mm I see you. Right. mm -hmm. And so there is something lovely about that.
0: Yeah. So it's using your light to reflect light, you know, instead of like being somewhere else or not paying attention or you know, make it a comment because somebody cut you. Like, it's just seeing light and reflecting it with light and trying not yep. to give anybody, you know, leave a little shine on it instead of a smudge. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you just never, never know who's going to wind up being your absolute soulmate and best friend, you know? You know, just it's just imagine funny. if you never, you know, made your way up to, you know, my women's center or, you know, like it would have been like, mm-hmm. oh man, would I, I missed Madeline in my life?
0: I like insane i don't i that can't imagine that would imagine be strange yeah i'd be surprised if that would happen
1: yeah I'd so so i i do think i do think that there's a beauty in in all relationships okay. and so and and also a lesson right what what i do know is that not all relationships are healthy mm. right mm-hmm. so working Working in women's centers, working with women, working with young people, I have to say that is probably the other real lesson. Is that while they're all valuable, they're all there to teach you, they're all sacred, Mm -hmm. not all of them are healthy. Mm -hmm. So, tuning in, how do do I feel when I am around this person, you know, involved Mm -hmm. with this person? Am I funny? am i sparkly am i feeling beautiful am i feeling mm-hmm. really how am i showing up for this relationship i mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. tell you a lot about that person yeah. because you start getting self-conscious quiet doubtful shameful all of this something's not right
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know mm-hmm. so i notice myself with people more than what they do or well, what they say, they might say all the right things. But if I'm showing up weird, mm-hmm. it's not great for me, right? Mm-hmm. Right? It, mm-hmm. You know, but if I'm showing up brilliant and comfortable and funny and alive, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is this is this is good for me, right?
0: Right? <laughs> right? Right? Is like me. whatever's is going on, she's handling it enough that she's got her lights on and she's doing a good job, and we can trust it. And let's pay attention.
1: And source is there. There's, there's an yeah, energy that right? right. I can, you know, grow from and, and, and tap into. And, and so I do think that that's an important, uh, you know, sort of life lesson, you know, that that's a, that's a, that's
0: a delicious thing to notice.
1: Oh, how am I being? Mm-hmm.
0: You know? I love um, that. I love that. And I love that you bring in source connection because that's certainly a relationship too, right? Cause when you have that source connection relationship, And you can potentially really make a relationship with that innate wisdom from inside that intuition that wants to help guide you from the clarity that you might have from your inner you know lineup alignment Mm -hmm. you can sometimes override the impetus or the push of other things and start to listen from that grounded place and the more you do listen i find you become a lot more solid a lot more solid, a lot more and not solid like stubborn solid like Yeah, I understand. And this is what's up. And this is where I stand. And I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm not going to move too far from here because this is what has become really clear now. And this is how I access myself is from this place that I keep myself.
1: Yeah, you're really operating from your wisdom, right? Which is way beyond knowledge, right? You can know a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's a
0: shared wisdom. It's a shared genius. You're not obviously from like, I'm such a smart. I'm I'm the oracle. It's like, no, it's a shared genius that I'm here and you're here. And all of a sudden you're thinking something and you watch something on YouTube and they're saying exactly what you were thinking yesterday. So it's not just you. It it can't be right. We are
1: interconnected. Mm -hmm. We are interconnected. You know, Mm -hmm. I I remember challenging myself to create a personal mission statement Mm -hmm. and, you know, worked it, worked it, worked it. And I I developed it a long time ago, but I check in every year and it's still working. And it's to see the divine in others, Mm -hmm. right? Because when I can look at someone and see their genius, when I can see their divinity, when I can see their, wow, wow, they're just magical, right? Mm -hmm. It's a gift to me, Mm -hmm. but also they might have not been seeing them.
0: No, you're great like that. You, you have a beautiful way of reflecting people's value. And I think that is, is something that just helps grow beautiful things around you. Because it, when people feel seen, they're more happy to, to be vibrant. Exactly. And
1: then how wonderful is that world for me with all these vibrant people?
0: I know. <laughs> like we always used to say, we just get to watch flowers bloom, like just love people and they grow. It's so great. It,
1: it really <laughs> is. And, and I think, you know, to be fair, sometimes some of us are really good out there doing it for others mm-hmm. and, and then the challenge then is how much time are you spending mm-hmm. yourself up right and how much time are you are you connecting to yourself rumi you know sort of my favorite persian poet uh mm-hmm. he used to say close your eyes fall in love stay there
0: hmm nice one and then yeah. yesterday it was one. it was said, color things with love, color the past and the future with love, but color it all with love. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's another thing that'll become, but it's like, it's really, we get to have that choice. You know, I've been listening a lot to Carolyn Miss lately, and she really keeps coming back to like, "What? Are, why are we even indulging in some of those things? You know, like we get to choose all the time. So that's what consciousness is. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, like consciousness yeah. is... The mindfulness that cultivates the consciousness that says, I want to decide from a place of grace that I can trust myself.
1: And also, I mean, think about mastery, right? I mean, you have emotions. There's emotions all the time. Oh, yeah. they going to be like a wave and it could crush you and take you right into the shore and smash mm-hmm. you up. Or you can become a surfer, man. You know, like just...
0: <sharp inhale> I got it. Ride I got the to wave. Mm-hmm. That one. I
1: want to be steady. I want to be clear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that that's something... That is also important to spend time with yourself to learn to do, Mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, you ask my kids, what are the three things mom does every single day, no matter where she is? And and they'll say, meditate, pray, drink coffee. (laughs) So I can be anywhere in the whole world. I'm Mm -hmm. going to make time to meditate. I'm going to make time to pray and I'm going to have coffee. And what that means is like, when I pray, I am speaking out into the world, right? I'm connecting to the universe, to source, to to this idea of God is bigger than me. I don't have to be so big. I don't Mm -hmm. have to know at all. I don't has to control everything, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 immediately, my worry looks ridiculous. <laughs> what am I doing? Right? Like, what
0: are you right? doing? Oh, what are you right? telling yourself?
1: So, praying um, and you're speaking it out. I think that's really powerful. And then, then the meditation for me is listening. Okay? Mm-hmm. Then I'm listening to to God's wisdom, to the universe, and and then and then what's really delicious is because I'm sitting with myself every single day, closing my eyes, falling in love and staying there. Mm-hmm. Right? I get to know me. I'm not a surprise. <laughs> I'm like, what? Of course you think that you're as molded. This is what you do. This is how you do it, right? But if I didn't invest in myself, mm-hmm. going back to your question about relationships, if mm-hmm. I didn't invest in my relationship with myself, Right out. With me. Mm-hmm. How do I know me? How do I to know teach what?
0: somebody who you are, right? Exactly. You gotta teach somebody knows this. You gotta know yourself to teach somebody.
1: Yeah. But you know, oftentimes we're so busy being human doings, we don't we don't we don't be ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Right. And, and that human being part is really, really precious. And so getting that and then and then the drinky coffee part I always go circle back to also because that's the sensualist part. That's the, that's the caring for my physical self mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. being embodied that's the naughty delicious mm-hmm. thing that you have mm-hmm. to do to enjoy the time that we're here you know yeah. so it's sort of super important to think like what gives you joy you know every single mm-hmm. day you know yeah. and, and and do even if it's teeny even even if it's a cup of coffee or, you know, a cup of tea or mm-hmm. water, a sweet, whatever it is, that's mm-hmm. going to bring you embodied joy. Mm-hmm. You know Mine was about?
0: dancing for 20 minutes today. Yeah. But yes,
1: dancing, dancing is perfect.
0: Any of those, ah, any of those cool. types of things, whatever says I'm here and I love you and life is great and whatever's not yours, leave it on the ground. Leave it on the ground. Leave it on the ground. Shake it off. All right. So let's go. So you already—it's funny. We're intuitively you're answering all the questions ahead of time, so it's kind of fun. But let, let this wrap up too. Uh, wow. How do you discern the truth for yourself? Like, how do you come to trust yourself and discern what you know to be truth? Well,
1: and I, you know, I, you're right. I did. I, I would say that it's it's yeah. The source like I know. Like, I know. I know. But you know. Trusting yourself, mm-hmm. that, that is a different skill. Mm-hmm. Trusting yourself is when you get to a certain place in your life where you give yourself both permission and authority.
0: hmm Right? Mission and authority.
1: Yeah, I have to give myself... That's the
0: recipe for maturity.
1: <laughs> it really, really is, you know, because... There's so many times that people want to do something and they're waiting. Who the heck are they waiting for?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you don't need someone else to tell you, you know, Hey, Madeline, make a podcast, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, you just do it. Give yourself permission to have an opinion, to share a wisdom, to, to, to yeah. navigate whatever you, yeah. say, you know, and then the other part is authority. You know, that question of who the hell am I? Well, yeah, you're you. Go oh my it.
0: goodness. It's, no, the, the, it's the, there's so much that can happen from this with the proper PR and this and that. Like, you know, it's a, it's a social research, this and that, right? And the young person who helps me with all of the, uh, you know, shout out to Jadira. She made all those little things with all the quotes and put all those things together. Oh, she's I love
1: that. that supporting that made me us. so happy when I saw it.
0: Yeah, she's a nice girl. Cuban girl, another, you know, of your of your you know area there, so she Curriculum. was uh, per, she was <laughs> she was prompting me to okay. you know partner up with people, get podcasts to do with other people, get some sponsors, this and that, and I'm you know you know what's happening, right? So she said something so interesting. She said she said that we. And my generation, we're not Oprah. Like there was an Oprah. So I don't think I'm an Oprah. Do you know what I mean? So there's like a res- And I was like, oh my God, there's such truth in that. It's like, I might be my girlfriend, but I'm not Oprah. Like, like if you put me with my favorite people and we talk, you're going to hear all sorts of magical things come out of us because of the way it grows there. So she says, so you don't, she says, my generation, we all think we're Oprah. Wait, <laughs> you know, like we're all Oprah. And, and in my, and in my generation, it's like, well, there is an Oprah and like, I, I might help a small group, but I'm not Oprah, you know what I mean? But it's like, yeah. if you, if you grow with this, you could become Groesia. And I'm like, oh my God, Groisha. you know? So, so it's just been funny. So, but I go back to my, my same like intuition and what I keep sensing is that all of these things that are coming out from this creative current that I've been listening to and trying to be creative with as long as I've been me, they need a sacred container, just like I need a sacred container. So it isn't that I don't want to be Oprah, it's that I'm not looking to throw myself out into the whole thing, whatever, when I'm looking to build something and stand there with the clarity that's come over doing something from the same clarity of wisdom that's been with me for 40 plus years. And if I look at my life like yourself, creating something each year in response exactly and i'm like let's put that somewhere that it can be found for the creativity it is to inspire the clarity that comes when you can stay focused
1: but you're talking about legacy right so that that's also like that's a gift right everything that you created every year where can you put it so that someone else can enjoy it someone else can wear it and someone else can try it on someone else Mm -hmm. might springboard from it you know Mm -hmm. i i i laugh because she's brilliant you know the idea that no you're not oprah yeah no i'm not oprah but i also don't need to be as big as other people think big means what does that mean Mm -hmm. i in other words i come from a culture where we have two very, very deep values. We are servicial, of service. To be servicial is a good thing, Mm -hmm. right? But you don't want to be taking advantage to be too of service, too servicial, right? We also want and value being humilde. Humilde means humble. So with great humility and love, you know, I... Come and share my ideas with you. Mm -hmm. And that's opening my heart, being vulnerable, right? To be humilde, to be, you know, not having to take up the whole room all the time. Mm -hmm. And so those are great feelings because they they kind of are things that are held high in my culture. It can come back and bite you. (laughs) Right? Mm (laughs) because if you're too humble how do you give yourself authority how do you give yourself permission to voice your opinion to take up space to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to impact right so Mm -hmm. it's an interesting it's an interesting kind of dance of giving myself authority and permission and also understanding you know what you got some ideas, but you don't have all the ideas, right? Be humble. <laughs> right?
0: Well, I think that, but that's the that's, that's the it. part of my idea is that by no means do I think I have all the idea. That's why I'm letting everyone use this activism to hear that there's pieces of clarity and truth in all of us, yes, right. So and that's what the the clarity that comes from me is about. And it, again, it's never meant to be a, a show or a Madeline show, but I know everybody's got a purpose to grow. And a part of my purpose is to become strong and clear about why I'm here and to inspire people to connect differently than the way we are now and to meet in the heart frequency. By all means, I'm not gonna let anything happen that I don't do that. Right. Right. Like that's primary, like living in the alignment to my assignment and expressing the gifts from which I am here to bring. Mm -hmm. Like the reason why I said yes to being here in this humanity at this auspicious time. Not letting any relationship come between me and that of the Divine.
1: Absolutely.
0: And not making it up in my mind, listening and meditating and praying and connecting to where I'm, I'm moving from the current of creation, trying to create what I believe will help a new foundation where we can look at things with a little bit more compassion.
1: But also by allowing yourself to be all of that, you allow somebody else to be that too.
0: Well, that's the best that's, part. That's, that's really, that's really that's what, I what I do.
1: That's it. You can't, you can't dampen the light either because how mm-hmm. does that help anybody, right?
0: Never. Yeah. yeah. The whole
1: idea of shine bright so that everybody else can too. And so yeah. It's
0: really,
1: really important. I, I, I love that. I absolutely love that. So how, how do I think about, how do you know it? the
0: truth? Yeah.
1: Do I know the truth for myself? I have sat with myself enough to know my areas of wisdom. I'm humble enough to say I don't know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the things that I know, I give myself authority and permission to stand in that wisdom and to nice. and to and to know that it's the right thing. And it's a beautiful nice. place in your in your development. I have to tell you, I wasn't always that way. You know, I barely <laughs> knew who I was. Right. Um. You know, so <laughs> now it's like, oh no, that's me. Oh no, that's not me. Right? Oh, that's-
0: nice.
1: Be able to do that, and also when I know something, there were a million experiences that led me to understanding, so that I could make that discernment, mm-hmm. choice that, that I can make that decision yeah. with authority and mm-hmm. with guidance. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have that. I have, I have to say that that is a beautiful thing now to
0: be able to. That is beautiful. Beauty. Yeah. yeah that's really beauty. Beauty. beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that because when you know, there's an area that you're able to bring it forth, you bring it forth. And then like you say, you stand humble and you keep ears open the other times, just like with your meditating and praying, but <laughs> you I, know, and then you listen okay. when it's your turn to listen. That's yeah, great exactly. as well. but. Exactly, awesome. yeah,
1: and 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 I think and I think it's really lovely when you can guide someone to begin to trust themselves. Mm-hmm. That's a sweet thing, also, you know, like, mm-hmm. well, well, what does your heart say, you know? But again, if you, if you haven't spent time, you might not know the heart's language. It's a different language in the brain, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True you, story. Know? True you know, you know, because one of the things I always think about is that idea of, you know. Knowing that the mind thinks it knows what I ought to be about, right? <laughs> but unless Literally. I check in with my heart, who really yeah. understands my passion, yeah, no, there's mm-hmm. not going to be a behavior or a conduct or a, a, an action that I can live with. I have mm-hmm. to be able to check in with the yes. heart, you know. Then I can act, and then I can behave, then I can, mm-hmm. you know, do whatever I need to do, and know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I can be as logical as I want about how I get it done. All that mm-hmm.
0: stuff. You can but, do all your finagling. Yeah, yeah but keep right. it in the grace. Keep it in the grace. Keep in the grace. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So then last thing that we have for you is, and you can be, you know, as clear as you want, uh, values, suggested values for our collective, you know, like what are some of the values we can share? Because as we come up with a new reality or start to share new experiences, create new systems, whatever is going to start to develop. There will be values and what motivates us. So what would you suggest to be one, two, or three of the values for us to consider in those kinds of uh,
1: opportunities? Well, we'll take it to alignment, that idea of our thoughts, our hearts, and our actions. I think that when you throw a punch, I, I did a lot of martial arts, and when you throw a punch, you have to align all your muscles to make a real impact. If you want out, mm. you want to break the wood. You've got to make sure it is completely aligned. That that the that the two knuckles are the ones right in the front that they're they're the ones making the impact. Everything else has to support it. You can't be mm-hmm. all you're going to hurt yourself.
0: You're mm-hmm. not going to break
1: the wood. You're not going to get there. So I think alignment. That's with a great one. Your beliefs, right? What do you believe? Mm-hmm. What's your mind say? But then also with your your, your gut, like do you trust yourself do you do do you check in with your heart what's what's your what's your passion fueling you Or feelings fuel us right how are you mm-hmm. feeling depleted after that interaction or are you feeling lit up you know check in right and then mm-hmm. then you notice that your actions are all working and there's a flow when you have alignment you have flow mm-hmm. and and the reason that that matters is because ultimately, you're talking about ages and stages, one of the gifts of being in my 50s Mm -hmm. is this idea of authenticity, right? Mm -hmm. Which is a, a word that people like to overuse. But when I did my PhD and I looked into mentoring, what we noticed, especially for women, was that finding that authentic voice, that place of true confidence in what I am experiencing, knowing, stand for, that authenticity created more possibility opening advancement than anything else. Well, where does that come from? Well, it comes from making sure that there's no doubt. You're not sabotaging yourself. There's no imposter syndrome now, mm-hmm. right? There's no, there's no you and double thinking and doubting, right? Because it's it's coming from a clarity. It's coming from a clarity of purpose, of, of everything aligning in your heart, in your mind, in your actions, and hopefully in aligned with spirit. Right? Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. purpose here, right? So I think out of all my values, alignment is top, top, top. And then I know it sounds like, ooh, everybody says this, but love, what does that mean? You know, for me, you know, to quote the Dalai Lama, it's one heartbeat,
0: one people. Mm-hmm. Right? One heartbeat. universe, one song. One <laughs>
1: song, right? One universe. Mm-hmm. And, and why does that matter? Well, because we often like to have us and them. There's no us them.
0: Mm-mm.
1: There's only one heartbeat, right? So there's only one song. If there's only one, then that's where the love comes from Mm -hmm. right that's where you're allowed to be generous Mm -hmm. that's when you're allowed to just pour it pour it out because overflow 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 right Mm -hmm. and it Mm -hmm. feels beautiful because you're in that place and so I think that and by the way sometimes love means saying no (laughs) <laughs> love is not just you being a pendeja, right? That's not the way it works. You don't have to. And it's like a, You know, you don't want to be mm-hmm. a, a, a doormat a thing because mm-hmm. you love that. No, mm-hmm. I'm talking about genuine heart, right? Mm-hmm. And it means that it's aligned. It is, it is pure. It is coming from a place of responsibility and authenticity and all of those things that make it not toxic right? Because love can hurt and still be healing, mm-hmm. right? When you grieve, you're giving love, it hurts. That's a bittersweet moment. You sit in that love, even if it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. So, so love isn't always just so pretty, pretty, but, but it is, it is truth. And so there's, a, there's a way in which it can
0: enrich. Nice, Esmalda. Wonderful. I feel like all the classes and all the experiences I have with you, you're like encapsulated so much of the wisdom that you embody. And I appreciate the way you put it together. So easy to listen to. Thank you so much, Esmelda. This has been great.
1: This was a real pleasure to spend time with you.
0: Yeah, Thank you. thanks for answering the question so sincerely. So what we tend to do is just kind of like close up in a way that we say that we lovingly release anyone's energy we spoke about or all of your energy back to you fully healed in present time. And I take all my energy back to me, fully healed in present time. And we continue to intend and focus on all things growing divine in that alignment, in that clarity, and that ability to be present in the loving energy that allows all things to be authentic and true. So it's always a blessing to talk with you. Thank you, Ismelda. And
1: so it is. Thank you. Okay.
0: Hi, this is Madeline again. If you're interested in learning more about co-creation and building a new foundation, check out the website, gwtestfamily.com and get involved. Join us in growing this frequency of more peace and harmony and possibility. I call for the wisdom of my teachers and my elders and the wisest part of me. What is it that's going to set us free? How can we find harmony in this family? Please teach me. Show me the way. I know. We will open. Where is it? Where's the fire? Rhythm in the middle. Stay centered. Stay true. Do what you're here to do. That's what'll soothe your soul. Rhythm in the middle Rhythm in the middle Rhythm in the middle Soothe my soul Mm, Smell that fire Time to sing with the tribe Rhythm in the middle